Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Charlie Baker. And this is the H&J Daily, the uh, daily podcast with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Thanks, as always, for... Uh, listening to us today. Um, it was a busy show, as always. We had a managerial sacking, the first of the season. We did. Michael O'Neill went at Stoke, so we turned to the man we always turn to, uh, Ben Cartwright from the Wizards of Drivel podcast. Which meant we got Bonanza Paul, which we is did. always We always get a bit of Bonanza in with uh, Ben. It's got his own theme tune. Um, also, talking to the fans today, we spoke to the guys on the Rob Ryan Red podcast, Nathan Sort, because um, the new show, Welcome to Wrexham uh, about uh, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney taking over the club uh, has just dropped on Amazon Prime no it was uh, Disney Plus Disney Plus so um, we chatted about that he had watched the first two episodes we had a birthday spread we did you could potentially buy an item on eBay you're toing and froing it was one of the big themes of the day I put in an offer I've had a counter offer let's leave it at that well as you'll discover here it all is everyone. Good afternoon, Charlie. And we talked about the game yesterday with David Tanner, and it was a brilliant performance. Yeah. I mean, they managed the game out, really. I mean, 1-0 there, under the cosh, against a team that had been scoring a lot of goals. So, it's great. It's great to have a, another British side in the uh, Champions League Fantastic. in the draw. Now, it increases the chance, uh, with Celtic and Rangers in that pot, uh, of definitely having that's almost certainly I will be very Kevin Hatchard's going to be here from five as the draw unfold European expert with Andy and uh, and Darren and you'll you'll get his expert take on everything as it happens but there's definitely Celtic or Rangers will be in a group with an English there's going to be a, a British derby somewhere along yeah, the line, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, with, yeah which are always good and spicy so it was good fun uh, it's great yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah very Excellent. nice very well nice. Charlie um, yes. we've got a couple of things to get the listeners yes. going on yes. and uh, you put up you a know picture. like I buying I like buying stuff Paul on well, some of the things you haven't bought but could have bought um, a wall of death motorbike yeah. wall of death yeah. I'm going to make that up <laughs> you could have bought a shooting range from a fun fair yeah, that's not... you could have bought um, uh, a boxing ring which is still on there a boxing ring 600 quid for a boxing ring yeah. maybe you could still on there the for stage. sale you could stage um, Usyk versus yes. Fury what is it 500 million he wants. come on you dosser spend 600 quid on a ring <laughs> That's, that's what he'll say and I'll fight him anywhere I'll fight anywhere. him in Charlie Baker's back garden yeah you dosser nice yeah, I saw a dentist chair like it. It. It's just you're look, good at it. You it's, just, an, it's an approximation and a tribute, but such is it's the, the your dosser. You immediately know who it is. What it is matter, you? You inhabit him, Paul. Doesn't matter. You you inhabit him. Doesn't matter if the impression's not very good. <laughs> uh, you know who it is. Uh, yeah, but I've, look, I've, 
you know, I like Talk United. I go on about it enough. Yeah, and I've, I've also I've, I've never picked up on it. You're a fan of the <laughs> fan of the club. Who is it? <laughs> I'm reading between the lines. I suppose I should have guessed. Yeah, we have the goals, Paul. You know, the seagull doesn't actually exist. A seagull is not an actual thing. A her- it's a herring gull. Okay. This is one everyone pictures. QI, this is uh, good. It's like, <laughs> and I was looking the other day, I was thinking, oh, fancy. A taxidermy herring gull. I wonder yeah. if they exist. One popped up on um, One's Facebook got one. Marketplace. Oh, you know, eBay. Oh, eBay, eBay, Paul. 225 quid. Yeah. Or best offer. I, I, was thinking you, I, reckon, of, I reckon you knock it down. 150. So it, it's, it looks well taxidermy. Looks I've well seen, done. I've seen the pictures. Looks very well done, Paul. Yeah. It's on a little stand there. I think I take it off the stand. Yeah. Um, and I thought it'd be nice around the house. Just put it in different pl- every day. Put it in a different place around the house. Well, you were thinking you're thinking of it just putting it on the stage before yeah. a show because you know you have a bit of a West Country flavour to some of the material. Yeah. But if you just had a single spotlight shining on it on a seagull, yeah, on a stuffed seagull lovely, on the it? stage, and just before you went on, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Charlie Baker. Get it to say it. Get the voice yeah. come out of the little that, seagull's mouth. Would mail. be nice. Yeah, yeah. Get a nice little speaker, little Bluetooth speaker but, in it. Um, to, the, anyway, I've I've run it by Mrs. the gaffer, Mrs. Baker, the gaffer, the voice of the combination lock yeah and no absolutely not definitely De- definitely not definitely not Ab- no absolutely why absolutely not no yeah. okay now so what we're asking we were initially charlie's choice today was have you got anything stuffed um <laughs> that's all right oh, it's possible that's nice though isn't we it? thought the route we would go down is when the other half said to you no definitely absolutely not we want, and we don't want any of those none of those we don't want any of those we know the way your brain's gone absolutely so not so forget any of those because it's one o'clock but um, what we do want are your tales when you you thought it would be a great idea it's yeah. normally drinks been taken you want to buy something yeah. and the voice of reason where, absolutely where, not yes and it works both ways Exactly. Uh, uh, Jamie, our assistant producer today, he was going around a, an antiques market yeah. in Sunbury. Someone, mm. Someone's doing yeah. it, right? And uh, they saw, found a lovely stuffed fox in a little hat there, isn't it, Paul? We're going to put it in the group. Sat on a chair. It's a stuffed fox on, a, on, wicker, Twitter, on yeah. a wicker chair, wearing a boater, <laughs> holding a tankard. I kid you not. Who wouldn't want that? And his, his missus said, no, no you're not having Absolutely that. not. It's pro- I mean, that looks like that's got to be 500 quid based on your herring gold being 220. You think that, Fox? We will put that at TSH and J, TSH, uh, TSH, A-N-D-J. We'll put the picture of uh, the taxidermid fox and yeah. indeed the, the, the gull. Um, uh, so tell us your stories this afternoon of um, when the other half said, no, definitely not. None of those. Preferably about buying something. Yeah, I mean, pref- yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, sport yeah, based as things well. Things you, know. you thought, you know, yeah, oh yeah, this is he or she's definitely going to say yes to this. Uh, it wasn't the reaction you expected. Uh, also, uh, we are after your boring. You know what? They were really nice stories. Don't know how yeah. much this all fly. Why did you do yeah, well, this? I saw um, t- uh, Tony t- Finau Tony was yeah. who's, uh, was named the nicest golfer. The nicest guy in golf. The nicest guy in golf, Tony Fino. And I thought, that's, oh, what a way to be described. Phil Mickelson, what was he, second? <laughs> Phil, Phil come second, did he? I didn't see the Very rest of the Very close list. second, Phil. Yeah. <laughs> Tony Fino, nicest guy in golf. But I thought, oh, he's not a winner. He's not the. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, he's won a bit. But often, then, I think you'll you meet someone. You might be the pound note behind his career, Ernest, Charlie, <laughs> would you really? <laughs> I like Tony Finau, actually. Yeah. He's very nice. I like He's Tony nice for guy. now. I not like him in the future, but you... <laughs> I like him for now. But anyway, the reason we ask the yeah. question is... When did you meet someone like famous, yeah. footballer or something, and go, he was nice? They were really nice. That was it. 
Well, that's all we want from it. I met this person. Oh, they were really nice. Because too often people say, I met this one, he was horrible, wouldn't sign an autograph, wouldn't have any pictures taken, and was rude. Yeah, but we'll have, let's go positivity. Positivity this afternoon. Around some of the uh, stars you've met. David Collins suggesting I attach the gold to my car like a hood ornament. Well, like like on the front of a Rolls Royce. (laughs) On the Volvo. That'd That'd be nice, nice, wouldn't it? That would look good. That'd be nice. You know, like Charlie Baker's here. How do you know? There's his car. That's it, fantastic. There we are. I don't think I'll be doing that, David. I'm not allowed to buy it, so... No, that's right. I'm afraid the gaffer said no. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There's not many guests on this show that have their own music. There's very few. But uh, one of them is Ben Cartwright, oh, hence the Bonanza yeah. theme, of course. He's far too young to remember it, but his dad's <laughs> told him about it. Uh, he's from the Wizards of Drivel podcast. He's a man we often turn to when there's another psychodrama at Stoke City. And, uh, yeah, uh, Michael O'Neill has, has gone today. They have parted company himself in the club after a difficult start to the season. Good afternoon, Ben. Good afternoon. I, I was just thinking, actually, the uh, the theme tune. Uh, it's, it's a very jolly song, but you do tend to just get me on whenever Stoke are sort of struggling, which I has know. been I mean, it's, every point. I mean, we, we'll, when they get promoted back to the Premier League, we will definitely get you on. Fear not. It's a big yeah. when. It's a big <laughs> when big. at this stage. Well, look, this is, I mean, the things that strike me around Stoke are, you know, uh, is this, are you forest in waiting? But, I mean, you know, ultimately that that's a redemption story, as, as we've seen this season. <laughs> Um, and it must smart sometimes when you consider the wealth of the ownership that maybe they don't sign you to Neymar on loan and, and, and get you out of this league, or is that far too simplistic? Well, I think there are there are issues around what we can actually spend in terms of the limits that are put upon mm, us. I mean, yeah. you do look at the squad now, and, and certainly for this level, there are so many players with, with talent that you think, I don't know, under the right management or under the right ownership or whatever it is, something's not right, but... They're just not firing on all cylinders. You've got players like Lewis Baker, who sort of seemed to come in last season on loan and just just, just hit the ground running and then start this season. He's now our club captain and he's struggling. And it's like, why, why is that? that, that there, there, there seems to be something in the sort of soak on Trent water that means that some players, they, they come, they might do well for a bit and then they're struggling. And I think getting consistent form across the team has been an issue that Michael O'Neill just wasn't able to, to deal with. What about the job he did overall? I mean, he came mm. in at a fairly difficult time for the club, didn't he? I mean, I mean, how will he be viewed when you look back at the history of the club? But what will be, what will be the take on his years? Well, I, I, I think it will just be wasted potential. To be honest with you, again, I, I saw some great games. I mean, when when he first joined, I went to Barnsley away. I think we won five two, and we're all thinking, "Wow, this is this is mm. exactly what we need." He seems the the perfect fit. He's sort of mild mannered, but also sort of quietly passionate sort of man. And, and I think we had Nathan Jones and, and Nathan didn't do too well. A very, very overtly passionate man who might have sort of slightly clashed with, with the Stoke fan base. But you see a guy like Michael O'Neill and you feel like that is, a, he feels like a Stoke manager, if mm. that makes sense. Mm. No, yeah. um, but I think looking back and, and you see our sort of bottom half finishes sort of every season, I think you can forgive that when he first came in because we were... We were looking almost likely to to go down to League One at one stage, and he, he came around, he came in and turned that around. But really, with again with with our players and the quality that is there, you're thinking, God, we we should be at least top half, if not pushing for the playoffs, if not higher. I think, and I think uh, uh, when we look back at Michael O'Neill, we just think, 
what could have been really because especially last season there, there were so many draws or results that could yeah. have been a win or whatever that that turned out to be a draw I mean I went to it was Cardiff I think we went three and up it was my dad's birthday treat we we went into hospitality Ooh. and we're three and up at half time thinking this is the best couple of hundred pounds or whatever it was that we've ever spent on my dad and then the game finishes three three for the first time ever in Stokes history <laughs> after winning three nil at half time it's like I think that may be that sort of that thing might might sum up his time a bit yeah, I feel like sort of nothing happened is what it feels mm. like they gave him time you know managers often complain they haven't had been given time it feels like they gave him time he got his own players in but like yeah. nothing happened it feels <laughs> yeah. like so I, it, it sort of just feels like well was it pointless in a way you know would you be better going just going up and down who do you fancy who do you like the look of I see Sean Dyche is the favourite yeah. Sean Dyche is in the frame I've seen that somebody chunked in a big dunk as a bit of a wild card I mean, that would be I mean, interesting and different. How, what would you like to see next? There feels there feels like there's a fair few wild cards, to be honest. I think we've got a pack of wild cards at the moment. So I've seen Ryan Shawcross getting mentioned as his sort of managerial debut, which oh, would blimey. be interesting. Mm. Um, obviously, huge history with Stoke. But, um, I mean, Chris Wilder, I think his odds have been slashed in the, in the last few hours. So I wouldn't mind a bit of Chris Wilder. He's obviously... Um, I mean, Middlesbrough have had a tough start to the yeah, season. He but doesn't sound like a happy that. man at the moment, Chris. Mm. Every, every yeah, press conference, yeah. I, th- I think, again, but if you look at... I think the, the important thing right now is, is getting a manager in that is is a Stoke manager. I think you look at someone like Chris Wilder. I mean, Joey Barton's also being mentioned. Wayne Rooney. They, they're all the sort of British, um, sort of no-nonsense manager, I think, is, is what we need. And I, I quite like the idea of having a bit of a sort of Chris Wilder reactions to our games compared to... Mike O'Neill, who you don't get much out of. So, um, bring back Tony I mean, Pulis. What do you think, Ben? Bring oh, back Tony TP. I don't, I don't think so. I think no. we, we've had Tony Pulis. I he's think got all the gear. To... Well, he has. He's, it, I mean, he's kept. I'd like to think he's kept it all. Be great to see him in vintage early 2000, 2004 outfits, won't it's it? Probably, really? probably worth a few bob these. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Got so, um, sponsors. Yeah. Um, nice. Have you heard Ben Foster on? He was on with um, Andy and with Darren last night. I saw him actually just before the show. He's on. He's been really good at the media stuff. He's great. He's an interesting guy. But he said uh, he's got a bad reputation with Tottenham fans, which he had because he was just the arch time waster whenever he came. Mm. And he was saying it was down to Tony Pulis. He said it always Best seemed to happen it, yeah. at Tottenham. <laughs> they all hate me now because of what Tony Pulis made me do with the time wasting. Well, there we go. Maybe well, I, th- I think I think to be honest, what we what we do need to get back is maybe that that sort of thing where people hate to play us at the moment I'm sure people look at Stoke as the next fixture and think right happy days look at, look at them they're, they're easy to get three points off of at least a draw well look, we'll get you on next Ben when they're uh, at the top of the Won table the playoffs. They've, they've, they've brought the TP okay. back or they've or they've got Chris Wilder and he's got you in the playoff positions and well, we'll, we'll I have, look forward to chatting in 10 years yeah, we'll have a positive conversation <laughs> thanks very much uh, cheers right, man. thanks, thanks guys the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast Charlie was telling us earlier on he's quite keen to buy a taxidermied seagull. Yeah. Uh, 225 quid, uh, part of the act. It would become very much part of the act. Not in a kind of vent act style way. Mm. Sammy the seagull. We'll work right. out. He could do. Steve. Get a mouth moving. Stephen the seagull, Paul, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All seagulls are called Stephen. Are they really? Stephen Seagull. Oh, Stephen Seagull. Oh, that's good, Charlie. They're all called. You, you know, have Stephen already, Seagull. Look, already, we've written a joke for it. Yeah. Now I've just got to buy the prop. Hello, Stephen. What sort of day have you had? I've just been down the beach nicking chips. <laughs> yeah, nicking chips, frightening kids. It's been a great day. It's been I, a great I day. once saw her. What a time to be alive, says Saint, Stephen Seagull. In St. Ives once, I once saw her. A uh, seagull, Nick, an old lady's ice cream, and then peel her head. There's no need for that, is there? I mean, that is the double whammy. Not really, double.
Nick, yeah. Nick their ice cream, pooed on a red, flew away. Wowee. Wowee, that's St. Ives. It's that's like Cornish. a very targeted attack there, <laughs> isn't Nick it? didn't like her. Yeah. Don't know what she done. Go, go, go! <laughs> <laughs> it's like somebody was uh, telling... It's like Impractical Jokers. Now go and take her ice cream, now put on her head. No, like Ant and Dick. Radio control. Yeah. <laughs> seagull, yeah. I could see you with your vent hat, with your little stuffed seagull. I think so. Charlie. You know what? It's a good idea I have it, isn't it, Paul? Yeah. It wouldn't necessarily Well, it's 225 quid and your wife doesn't want you to have it. You know. More of that in a moment. Let's head back (laughs) to Old Trafford where we have good news from John Norman. Another wicket for England, John. Yep, it's Simon Harmer who's gone. Trapped at leg before wicket by Jimmy Anderson. A review couldn't save him. This is is how all ends up. Uh, Van der Dussen earlier today uh, given out to a, a really marginal call. But this one... Absolutely smashing middle and leg. So, Harmer on his return to the South Africa side uh, departs for two. He will play a part in this match, but um, uh, not uh, for the next uh, hour or two. South Africa clinging on. Verona is still there. Verona is still there. 16 not out, but England through to the tail now. South Africa, 92 for six. Thanks very much, John. Um, And anyway, before we got sidetracked, uh, Charlie wants to buy this. His wife has said, no, 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 no. (laughs) Said he can't spend 225 quid on a stuffed seagull. And you're telling us your tales of the other half saying, no, definitely not. Absolutely not. Yeah, this is from Japel2 on Twitter. Thank you. Uh, We visited an antique shop in Lyndhurst. Mm. Nice place been there, Paul. I haven't actually. Lyndhurst, sort of Sussexy way, I think. The old New oh, Forest. New Forest. In the New Forest. Is that yeah. sexy way? Actually, no. I might have done. You yeah, yeah. might have been there. I've mm. been there. Anyway, and they had a vintage copy of Nude Magazine, Mayfair. Nude? Nude Magazine? That's it's, what he's written. Surely you, you buy it for the, the vintage car articles. <laughs> vintage copy there. Uh, and it was for sale. Unfortunately, it was kept in a locked cabinet. I asked if, I, if, <laughs> if it could be taken out to view. And the wife told the owner, he will not be buying that. Don't be bothering getting it out. <laughs> Which, interestingly, was on one of the cover lines. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, keep, keep telling us your stories. Talksport.com forward uh, yeah. slash H&J. Carl the Wolves fan's been in, t- in touch oh, yeah. as well in, in Warwick. Um, I've, I've long advanced having uh, two dishwashers in the kitchen. So, you never have to... I don't That's not like being the Rick Wakeman of dishwashers, <laughs> isn't it? Do you have to wear a cape? And you have the two dishwashers on the go. You pack them simultaneously. It's basic laziness from Carl, which is a good good reason for anything. So you never have to unstack after cleaning. One for soiled crocs. I'm, I'm assuming he's not meaning the, the, the shoes. shoes here. Yeah. One for soiled cro- crockery, and one that you use to clean the cro- get, use the clean crockery out of. All oh, right. So you you keep the crockery in the other. In the other one. I get it. It's a good idea. It's a good idea, yeah. Said dishwashers alternate, saving hours of wasted unstacking. My wife is not having having it. Thank you, Carl the Wolves fan. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Yes, the latest um, football documentary uh, has dropped, as I believe the kids say, uh, mm. on Disney+. Plus. Uh, Welcome Wrexham is the behind-the-scenes story of how Hollywood actors Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhinney took the club over. Mm. Um, it's a lot of uh, coverage, obviously, because of their profile. Let's give you a flavour of the trailer, shall we? I've got with me Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney, the new owners of Wrexham AFC. What was the connection between you and Wrexham Football Club? We had no direct connection. It was just a feeling. What me and my dad thought was because Wrexham's red and Deadpool's red. That's the real reason. Sorry. I think the biggest challenge is a community looking around going, what are these two guys doing here? Welcome to Wrexham. Only fools rush in. Is that the gym? It will be the gym. Wow. Yeah, this needs a little work. Yeah, they're releasing yeah. a couple of episodes every week. Yeah, I'm thrilled for them, yeah. <laughs> So, look, we haven't seen it. I'm going to watch it tonight. But Nathan saw it, I'm sure, yeah. barely, barely slept uh, <laughs> and got up at a minute past midnight or whenever it was available to to watch it. He is uh, from the Rob Ryan Red podcast. Hi, Nathan. Hi, thanks for having me on. What no did you worries. do then? What time did you get up and watch it? Come on. Uh, I was one of the few that had already seen it. So oh. uh, I was I was a bit... I was getting pelters because I'd already seen it. But, uh, <laughs> you know, a lot of people were... Because Rob and Ryan were live tweeting about 3 a.m., their thoughts on the episode. So a lot of people I know had set their alarm in Wrexham for 3 a.m. Uh, it's, yeah, it's great. The amount of people that have, that have tweeted about it and it's got a brilliant reaction. I won't spoil it for you. Uh, I know that a lot of people have been tweeting me saying they're looking forward to the ending. Um, but, <laughs> uh, but and I'm sure that, you know, the, the talky episode and all, all the other things to come, people will enjoy. But it's really, really good. I'm, I know I'm biased to say that, but it's it's a really slick, professional-looking documentary. Mm. We well, need you need a bit of jeopardy, don't you? In a documentary, you need you know yeah. for the for the narrative, and hopefully next seasons will be you know well, hopefully for you, it'll be you know uh, it'll give you the the big ending that they they so want. Well, all that all that narrative. I mean, that's what we agreed to when we when we signed up to the documentary. We we agreed that we wouldn't go up last year, much to contrary to <laughs> yes. belief. Oh yeah. You know, we oh, would yeah. get people. So we would get people series. interested. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's got to get people. Got to get people interested in America and Canada, and then yeah. then we actually play properly this season and uh, and, and get it done. It's quite an amazing story, may, may, not because of who they are, but mm. the amount of money they do have, and and what they are trying to do and will do for this team and for this town is they could have bought more or less bar about sort of probably a hundred sports teams in the world they could have bought any sports team in the world mm. and 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 why do you think they chose Wrexham Nathan 
Well, it's um, amazingly if you if you speak to people around them, picking anybody in League Two would have made their life so much easier. Yeah. You know this idea that they want to climb the pyramid. You you know you know firsthand how difficult the National League is. I think when you watch, I think it's episode one. In the first two episodes, you see Rob back in Philadelphia, in in a, a home that's you know in stark contrast to what he lives in in LA now. And he said it was just that, like what he knew in Philadelphia and what Wrexham is like quite similar in, in terms of mm-hmm. the working class blue collar town. And I think that really spoke to him. It was that Sunderland Till I Die documentary that pushed him to even buy a club in the first place. So it was no surprise that it was all about, could he feel connected to the area? Did he recognize the people in the area type thing? So, and I just think, look, Wrexham's got, you know, a, a massive chance to grow in North Wales, you know, the biggest team there in North Wales and, and lots of history and, I don't know. Everyone's going to ask this till till the end of time. Why Wrexham? I don't really think there is a proper answer, but I, we're just so glad they have picked it and, and what a ride we've been on already. Sixteen episodes. Um, um, so are, are these half hours or are they longer than that? Uh, yeah. So so what I've been told more or less, yeah, sixteen episodes. Most of them are thirty minutes or, or just around that, but some of them are an hour. So when they come over for that talkie game when they visit for the first time, that's a bit longer. The Grimsby finale, sadly, is a bit longer and, and when they're at Wembley with David Beckham and Will Ferrell. So there are a couple of exceptions in there, but more or less very snackable. That's what they, the, the word everyone's using is snackable 30 minutes that mm. people can settle down in. And, you know, loads of people uh, already have been saying how amazing they, they, they think it is and they've been buying shirts and everything. So for the club, it's it's unbelievable, honestly. It's, it's, what it'll do for the club is incredible. If they're snackable and bingeable, then they'll both basically what I'll do is watch too many at once and yeah, feel be sick, sick afterwards. You'll be sick, won't you? <laughs> Hope they're gluten free. Uh, start of the season. I mean, you're not you know you're not riding roughshod over everybody else. No. It's been flat no. track bullies, aren't you? A couple Nathan? of draws and a couple of wins so far. As I say, all about the narrative, isn't it? Yeah. You know, we were... <laughs> no, uh, I was I was up up at Chesterfield in the away game where we didn't have a shot on target and. Uh, all that talk was about the Rob McElhenney curse, but that's now been lifted. I, I think the key for us is this weekend, games like Woking away, you know, Torquay away we lost last season, Woking, Borenwood we drew. It's those kind of games on the road where we've really just got to pick up the points that, that we didn't. And, you know, home form, we only lost once last season, so home form's not the worry. It's mm. can we do it on the road and we'll see on the telly. The, the TV curse. No, we're full of curse in Wrexham, but <laughs> apparently the TV curse is another thing, so we'll see how we get on. Is there been? I know that what they are developing is is that big that big uh, cop end, aren't they? The, the yeah. famous big Wrexham cop end. Mm. And um, are they developing anything around the, around the town as well? Is there any talk of that in the documentary? Um, I think it comes. I mean, there's an episode about just reclaiming the stadium, taking it back, and they give something of a history lesson in terms of educating people on how the club nearly ended up turning the ground into a B and Q. You know, and kind of trying to. Mm show people that actually, you know, you know as well on, on Twitter that people are scoffing at this idea of an underdog story based on the last two seasons. But, mm. you know, Wrexham have been stuck down here so long. 14 that, years, isn't it? 14 yeah, years we've been down this there is, this, is our, this is our 15th attempt of trying to get out. So, mm. you know, it, and what, 2010-11 when we nearly went to the wall and fans raised 127,000 in a day. You know, the great story to tell. Um, but, yeah, in terms of development, they're looking at doing a training ground and you know, invest into the community and all, all, all that kind of good stuff. And, and what I think as well, just with a documentary by including local businesses from the, you know, there's a, a place in the butcher's market in Wrexham called Mad for Movies, which is in there. 
and and Ryan sent some signed DVDs there. That's going to become a place that people want to go. Mm-hmm. The Turf Hotel next to the ground, you know, a lot of been, a lot of uh, stick gone to the the landlord there. Who's a great guy, Wayne, who I'm sure will be getting. He's already been asked for selfies this morning at the Botty Van outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, he doesn't really. He's got his own IMDb page now. It's all bonkers. It's <laughs> mental. And uh, you know, those that have been following for a long time will be there at Woking on Saturday, and we'll all have a good laugh at, at Rex and being you know, the most popular second team in America or whatever it is. And from their point of view, I'm sure it started out as they probably think, look, it'll be fun, it'll be a fun thing to do. But mm. when you go there and you see that connection, mm. and they would have seen that in American sport as well, uh, you know, a bit maybe further down the food chain than the majors in things like baseball, that connection between community clubs and the fan base and how much the clubs mean to them. You're going to get an emotional attachment. You're going to see what it means to the fans of these clubs that, it, you know, uh, and they'll realise very. I'm not that they ever thought it was going to be a, just a bit of fun and a play thing, but I think they probably identified very, very early on that, that you know you can't do that. Well, Ryan Reynolds and Rob McIlwain, they do come across as good people. Yeah, people, people. You know, good they, people, they, people. They people. like, they like. <laughs> uh, well, I was going to go per- people persons. <laughs> I, I got lost, but they do seem like they have a, a, a massive amount of empathy for people, oh, yeah. and and that, so I think that's what's happened. They've got there and they've gone. Oh. This is this is a human story, isn't it? Yeah, it's you know when you're sitting down with members of the community and and the, I think it's episode five, and as it goes on, you see a, a fan who's in a local band who's very ill, and you see him battling his illness, and he says, "Like, what's keeping me going and keeping me pushing and fighting is I want to see Wrexham get back into the football league." And so then it's not a joke. Mm-hmm. Then it's not then it's not a quick gag about daffodils and and leeks or whatever you you know whatever you kind of want to. Mm. dilute the Welsh story down to it's not a joke um you know it's really important and I think they say in the documentary it'd be it'll be one of the biggest days in the history of the town now that's very hyperbolic but if Wrexham can get back up it'll be such a big day and you know what that will allow them to do to grow the club is is I actually think unquantifiable you know the, the new fans they've got people walking around the town not in Liverpool or Man United shirts as much now mm. Wrexham shirts blue red white it's yeah it, it's it's they can get us up and it's no joke now you've seen ryan and rob they're fully invested into it and rob at the weekend bless him even at three nil up against maidstone united was pacing around his uh director's <laughs> box very stressed that uh it was all going to go badly wrong for him so he fully understands the national league now as uh as, as you two know know very well it's uh it's a bit of a nightmare Good to talk to you, Nathan. We look forward to seeing it tonight. You've whetted our appetite. Thanks. Yeah. We'll, we'll catch up with you hopefully Thanks. a bit later. In the, maybe we'll, we'll chat when uh, when everybody's had a chance to digest the 16 episodes and we'll catch yeah. up with you then. So uh, thanks a lot. Cheers, Nathan. Cheers. Nathan Salt there, a Wrexham fan of, from the Rob Ryan Red podcast. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Time then for the birthday spread, that point of the show where uh, Andy Jacobs and Jeff Peters joins us. Andy has um, come up with 10 birthdays, people celebrating this week, and he has a gilt-edge gag attached to each one of uh, these birthdays. It's the job of myself and Charlie to try and guess how old these people are. The margin of error will build as we make our guesses. It's the one uh, who achieves it in the shortest margin of error. What is the winner? Um, (laughs) uh, Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, boys. Uh, my first gag today has just been voted best joke of the fringe. Oh, <laughs> fantastic. Well, That's great news. <laughs> have we let him off the hook, Andy? Tails wagging. What do you reckon? Of course we have. 
300 all out. <laughs> I told you. Told you. 300. The way they bowl at the tail end is oh. so stupid. It is frustrating, <laughs> isn't it? It's not happy about yeah, it. They, they keep be. trying to bounce them out. It never works. I don't know why they haven't learnt by now. It's not no. going to work. No, John was saying that, John. So just keep doing what you're doing. Surely, you know, if, it, if it's been working know, before, it'll work against worse batsmen, won't it, really, you would think? Yeah. I don't know. Brainless. Batting looks easy, though. This is um, way yeah. above 150 pitch. No, know, it is. So, they haven't um, batted well. If I get 300, they'll get well above under. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's about par. That'll be fine. <laughs> anyway, uh, Jeff Peters joins us to keep score. Nice guy. Nice guy. We learned. Nice man. On. Yeah, Peter hey. Airport, Matt Talk Sport listener. Well, you meet you meet people <laughs> everywhere, don't you? Yeah. Um, talking to meeting famous people, I was DJing in Derby in the mid 2000s. George Burley was in there, the uh, the, yeah. the Derby manager. Mm-hmm. Got chatting to him afterwards. Ended up giving him and his pal a lift back, and he went, oh, "Do you want to come in and have a beer?" Wow. I was like. Yeah, all right, why not? Yeah, it was oh. great. You went and had a drink with George yeah. Burley? What was your DJ name again, in those though. days? Yeah, let's, let's, yeah, we, won't, we won't go public yeah. with that. Um, yeah. Just on the scores yeah. front, uh, Paul <laughs> has won seven in a row, five mm. of those against Charlie, so it's oh. Paul uh, 28, Charlie 13. Last week, 22-20, lowest aggregate scoring ever wow. in birthday wow. spread history. Top level, it was top level. Elite. Elite, Elite level. Good. It sounds work. very busy in Jeff's yeah, office. Really yeah. Yeah. I just very imagine busy. George Burley ringing I just imagine this real remember <laughs> saying yeah you owe me a pint tell yeah. it again so um here we go then Pele always joins us for this point of the show to give us a bit of background music here he is with Sergio Mendes and uh, whose birthday is it first Andy come on come on it's the uh, US president from 1993 to 2001 Bill Clinton wow. Bill Clinton and he was refereeing in a charity game between the White House and the press corps. <laughs> and I couldn't believe when he set me off after issuing two yellows and a red. I can't say I was pleased to receive Clinton's cards. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> Toughy that, because you always imagine him... Yeah. He's about 76, would you? I'm going to go 76, Charlie, Bill Clinton. 78. 76. Oh, oh wow, pretty decent feels start. Just, feels too good, doesn't it? Feels too well, good. Look, anyway, look. You can get the odd direct hit. I just think... <laughs> <laughs> something, something, something wrong. Something smells wrong about yeah. it. No, no, no. I think Paul looks it up. He studies the form all week. Yeah, I spend a week. I send him the birthday. Yeah, before I know the it's unbelievable. It's, it's just a humiliating. Sm- I know I play a clean game as well. So <laughs> I believe I've just put a cross next to my name because I'm on naught at the moment. What's Charlie on, Jeff? <laughs> It's Paul Nell, Charlie 2. Charlie 2, nice. Okay, and the classified okay. styling. Um, Good stuff. Right, uh, next one, Andy. It's the cricketer, fine bowler, John Embury. And uh, yeah. he had a business producing T-shirts coloured by self-applied pigments. It was going very well, actually, and employed 25 people. But sadly, the business went bad during the pandemic and he had to let them all leave. Mm. Now it's just the dying embers. Oh, OK. Yeah, very yeah. good. That's very yeah. good, yeah. Embers, what do you reckon Embers? 72. I think he might be a bit younger than that, Embers. I saw him play a few times. 60... 68. He's 70. Oh, is he? Yeah. Difference. Ooh, look at that. Yeah, yeah, not so bad. So, what's that done to the scores, Jeff? Both of you two out, so it's Paul 2, Charlie 4. Oh, Paul 2, Charlie 4. Yeah. Okay, we alternate these, you probably guess yes. by now. So, I hope you're playing along at home. If you absolutely smash us at this game, do feel free to, to crow about it. Well, well, no one's going to get been better than 2. Well, <laughs> not yet. I mean, it's early, early days. They get tougher. Some of the people won't know, and it's an educated guess. So, uh, okay, yeah. next one, Andy. Yes, next one you will know. She played Diana in The Crown uh, recently. Elizabeth Debicki. Elizabeth Debicki. 
And Elizabeth, I don't know if you know, she's six foot three. She is. And as you'd imagine, pretty good at basketball. And yet when I played against the team, I rose above her and slammed it through the hoop. Yes, I used to love to dunk the bicky. <laughs> <laughs> ah, lovely. Um, what is she? She's probably about 30. I'm going to go 30. 3 blind 30, Charlie. 33. 32. Oh, this is good this work. Is ding dong do this, as old Dave used to say. So, wh- wh- where are we at, Jeff? Paul 4, Charlie 5. What a game. This is fantastic. So, Charlie goes next. Birthday number four, Andy. Okay, it's the singer songwriter Dua Lipa. Some quite young ones this week. Yeah. She oh, was. Uh, give it Dua away. Lipa. She was hoping. She was hoping to take part. <laughs> I was going to say 83. What? <laughs> well, kiss is all it takes. <laughs> Falling <laughs> in love again. No duality. Possibility. Yeah, go on then. She was hoping to take part in the long jump and the high jump at mm. the European Championships. But I told her she had to choose one. I said, you can't be a dual leaper. Oh, uh, that's, yeah, that's uh, a lot yeah, of nice. yeah. How old is she? Always Darling. young, aren't they? Always young. 27. I mean, she, she had a lot. She couldn't be younger than that, couldn't she? Twenty-six. <laughs> Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven. Ooh. Oh, that's, that smells Ooh. a bit that, doesn't it? Great score. Direct hit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Does the direct hit first off always feels? A oh, bit, is know? that right, Charlie? Yeah. So what's that down to the scores, Jeff? <laughs> maybe we need some. Maybe we need some new rules. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, yes. oh, new old Lipa, That's yeah. cool. See, that. Jeff's a DJ. He yeah, knows all Jeff, about the modern he music. Plays, he plays them all. <laughs> I'll be rules, making. Right, I'll be track. making no jokes about uh, the song no. IDGAF. No, okay, um, yeah, so, uh, one out. <laughs> pull yes, one out. Yeah. Three and uh, ten. <laughs> Charlie direct hit. Yeah. So after four, great scoring. It's five all. Whoop, five all. Woo, five all. Yeah, okay. It's <laughs> okay. a long story. We haven't got time for long that now. Story. Very we need to play story, that yeah. clip so people get that reference. <laughs> well, yeah, so somebody yeah, only yeah. went to school with. Oh, right. Yeah, very briefly. Why do we always go, when it's five all, why do we go, whoop, five all? And I asked the bloke, What's the score? Because it came along and didn't know what the was score was. It was a football match, was it? It was a football match, a school football match. Yeah. You know, we came along late and they were playing. And I said to turn to this bloke and said, what's the score? And he went to me, uh, five all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Was it the moose? <laughs> you remember it forever. <laughs> I remember it forever. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. Okay, here we go with Ooh. the last one before the birthday spread. Uh, not the birthday <laughs> spread, the half time. Yeah. Half time. It's Simon Katich, the cricketer, Simon Katich. Simon Katich, yeah. And uh, we were playing in a really old ground with a very traditional pavilion which caught fire when a bolt of lightning struck the top of the building. Fortunately, Simon got up there and extinguished the blaze. He was catch on a hot tin roof. Oh, oh beautiful. Lovely. Lovely, lovely one. <laughs> Literary reference there. Um, yeah. Simon Katich, 47. I've gone too high there. You've gone, you have gone too high. 43. Yeah, I've gone too high. No, he's 47. Oh, is he really? Wow. I would have said he was younger too, yeah. No, I suddingly, as smelly. I said it, I thought he was, I think you were right there. I thought you were right there, Charlie. Wow. <laughs> so what, what has that <laughs> done fix. to the what's that done to the scores, Jeff? Well, we're in single figures at the halfway point. Brilliant right. scoring once again. It's Paul 5, Charlie 9. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. The producer had just popped in, which is unlike him because he, he normally gets off about half past three. Um, <laughs> he's on three, 
gentleman. Pretty good, uh, isn't it? He's on three, Jeff. He's got the he's, list in front of him, I think. He's had three direct hits, so he, he's actually the star performer. Dave McLaren's been in touch. 31 at half time. Should have stayed in the bath doing yeah. the crossword. Shocking, I'll get me coat. <laughs> and uh, Popcorn's been in touch. I'm on 43. Ooh. Elizabeth Debicki <laughs> made my score crumble. I mean, really, she's not... I mean, she was going to be anything between... 43? <laughs> yeah, that takes some doing, doesn't it, really? <laughs> Unlucky Popcorn. Anyway, keep playing along at home. You're, the producer is in charge. Here's Pele. He's back. Here oh, he is. lovely. With Sergio yeah, Mendes. Yeah. Now, sixth birthday. We won't know these, will we, Andy? It gets tougher now. No, I don't think so. Now, this is a chest. Know, yeah. Unless you know your Paralympic swimming. Oh, oh good. The two-time Paralympic gold medalist from 2012 and 2020, Jessica Jane Jessica Applegate. Jane Applegate. Yeah. yeah. Not Applebee, Applegate. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. Just he's trying to finish his involved. <laughs> Mine's trying to pretend I knew she was. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. She was involved in a scandal at the White House. Oh, was she? And President Nixon, yeah, he authorised the stealing of all the fruit from the White House orchard. Nothing about Applegate. <laughs> what is that? They called it Applegate. Yeah, yeah, Applegate, yeah, Applegate, yeah. yeah. Anyway, what do you reckon, Charlie? What did, what did they call the, uh, I can't say it. No, don't no, say no. it. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> Jessica Jones, she's a... Okay, yeah. Swimmer. Okay. Swimmer, yeah, apparently. Yeah. What do you think? I'm going to say 31. Okay, I'm going to say 28. 26. Ooh. Ooh. So, Jeff, tell us what's happened there. Well, uh, you've extended your lead there, Paul. Two out, you're on to seven. Mm. Charlie, five out, on to 14. Seven in it, four to go. Still very not little. Bad, though. Though. Not bad, no. not bad. Next one, Andy. Satya Nadella. Satya Nadella. He's the chairman and chief executive of Microsoft. And <laughs> he's been really overworked this year, so much so that Trevor Francis is really worried that Nadella has been spreading himself too thin. <laughs> nice. Nadella. Um, Known as Keith in the dressing room. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd say uh, 61. What's he do? He's the chief executive chairman. of Microsoft, oh, chairman and chief executive. Chairman and chairman, you're going 61. Yeah, I might have gone a bit early there. Mm. I think he's a bit more venerable. All right, you've said yours now. Yeah, yeah, I think he's older, Charlie. What I'm saying is... <laughs> this is, no, this is terrible. I've made a guess, but I think this he's older. This is terrible now. All I'm saying is I think <laughs> yeah. he's older. This is a terrible way of <laughs> You can take my advice if you want. I am winning 28 People 13. lose respect for you in this game, Paul. I'm sorry, Charlie. I'm just saying he is. 69. Oh, for goodness sake. What is he? He's 55. Oh, okay, way. I was wrong. I'm oh, you I'm wrong. for it again. How could you fall for that same ploy? I just, it's not a ploy, Andy. But I thought he was old. older. I thought he was old. I thought I'd gone too early, yeah. So, um, no. what's, what's that done to the scores, Jeff? Terrible. Just wrecked them as well. Yeah, done. Paul, six out on to 13. Uh, yeah. Charlie, 14 out, oh, falling to the S. Houseries on 28. Well, no, 15 minutes, three to go. I, I, like Tony Poulos popped in the, in the studio. <laughs> All I'm, I resent that. I just felt that I was trying to guide Charlie in, in one. I just, in my gut feeling was he was older than that because he was a chairman. Someone you bring in a kind of symbolic chairman, don't you? Anyway, let's move on. Uh, next birthday. It's the uh, diver and uh, gold medalist from the Commonwealth Games in mm. 2014, Rebecca Gallantry. Rebecca Gallantry. 2014 and, uh, were her years, right? 2014, yeah. Yeah, yeah. When Rebecca won Commonwealth Gold, she was unable to accept the award. Uh, accept the award. Uh, she asked me to step in. I received an award for gallantry. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, received an award for gallantry. Mm. Now, just Kevin in the dressing room. 20. Uh, <laughs> yeah. twen the whole family, of course, yeah, yeah. 26. 2020, 20, 26. <laughs> 
Yeah, the line of the day has definitely been um, uh, Robin Ryan. People, 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 people. Good people, people, people. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think a bit older. I'm going to go 33. 38. Oh, oh, gosh, this is over. Game's over. Game's over. Oh, Game's over. Right. Thanks for coming in, guys. Thanks very much. No, no. Yeah, enjoy Charlie, the show. Charlie, don't give up. <laughs> Charlie getting fur- further and further Charlie, away. Enjoy, to- enjoy tomorrow, no, Andy. Charlie, and, uh, don't. don't, Charlie. Where are you this weekend, Jeff? <laughs> so Charlie is 12 out on, yeah. and moves on to 40, and Paul is 5 out and on to 18. So 22 in that's it, 2 not, to go. That's not a lot. That's not a lot, Charlie, in a game as well. volatile as especially as we get to the, the people we don't know. Terrible. At the, at the tail end. Who's the next Terrible. birthday, Andy? Jeez. It's uh, the cellist, Professor Derek Avis. Oh, wow. Professor Derek Avis. <laughs> and he does a bit of football agency on the side, actually. At one time, he was representing the former Forest player, Franz Carr, uh, who I wanted to book for a short <laughs> You wanted to do what? You wanted to hire Carr? I was happy to hire Carr from Avis. Hire a car out quickly before we get to him. Didn't he used to be Notts County over? What, Derek Avis? Oh, no, it was Derek Pavis, wasn't it? Derek, uh, known as crazy in the dressing room. <laughs> Not that I'm suggesting at all. Um, I'd, I'd say... Um, I'd say uh, he's... Well, this is, this is quite a volatile one. He could be anything. Uh, 82. I'm going, I'm going to the... Mm, I'm yeah, going, I think yeah. he's old. I do think he's old. Like you think that, he's yeah, old? Yeah. Professor... Professor. No, maybe not that old. Okay. Yeah, he probably is, isn't he? You, you need to get some points. I know back. that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Go on, Charlie. Be bold. Andrew. Um, <laughs> be bold. 82 I've gone, Charlie. 82. I think I might have gone a bit old. Anyway. No, okay. No sorry, Charlie. Interested in I'm just I'm thinking out loud. This is the equivalent, this is the equivalent of the keeper catching it, just going down on his front. Yeah. The Pickford. Yeah. Okay. What do you think? Go on, Charlie. Hey, what did you say, 82? I said 82, yeah. Well, I just need to sort of stay in, don't I, so, so I don't go too far away from you. Mm. I'm going to say 85. Oh. Nice, 74. Wrong one. 70, 74. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, no one else is playing, so you can't go, oh, you're awful at this. Oh, well, what an idiot. It's li- I'm literally the only other person who plays it. Well, let's, let's see what the scores are and take stock. It's not like there's loads of us playing. Oh, look at this idiot. Wow, what right. a fool. I think, I think Tom has been in touch. Tom has, said, Tom has said this on Twitter. Paul is utter scum. <laughs> Play, fair, <laughs> play fairly for once. We believe in you, it's Charlie true, Baker. It's true. It's unbelievable. I, mean, I, I take this seriously, clearly, but I think... You had to sc- go younger there, though. You had to calculate why? you needed some years. Why? Why? scum is pushing it a bit, um, Tom. I thought he might have been older, and then I'd get the years. What's the scores, Jeff? What's the scores? No, uh, no one plays <clears> the flipping <throat> cello anymore. It's an old person's <laughs> instrument. <laughs> It's twenty six fifty one, so there's twenty five in it. So, so um, twenty five, you got to be around twenty five. It does make it more volatile, but you never know. What's the last birthday, Andy? I'm going to have to go first because I'm in the lead. Yeah, it's the chess player Leonard Barden. Leonard oh yeah, Bob. Leonard Bob. Oh yeah, <laughs> Bob. He bobbed over to me just after he'd received a title from the Queen. I received an honourable Bob. <laughs> oh, Barden. Uh, Leonard Barden. I'm going to go ninety. So. Um, Paul always 150 and he, and he always does the last one old 115 always, every time 115 <laughs> he could be 115 or he could go 116 um, Charlie or 
Mm. This doesn't help, Paul. On the opposite this doesn't help I'm people, call, people texting in calling you scum. <laughs> uh, no, no, not call me scum. Call me utter scum. And this is why it's this sort of behaviour. Oh, you can go 115. Oh, no, just <laughs> okay, I'll let what Jeff, an idiot. Jeff's the, the Devonshire idiot. Look at him. <laughs> Let's parade him round like a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff's the scorer. Uh, so, Jeff, what are we looking at for Charlie? We can help him out with what he, what he can go for either way. OK, so we need to be 26 yeah. either way. So he needs to go for... Um, 116, yeah. or he needs to go for 64. He's taking you far too long to work this out. Not a great, <laughs> I'm a great advert for the Leicestershire <laughs> education system. You're a maths teacher, won't be happy if he's listening to this, Jeff. <laughs> OK, next. Here we go, Charlie. 64. 64. We've 64. worked out our 116. I don't care. 64. Oh, Leonard Barton... Yeah, what is he? <laughs> he's 93. Yeah, no, what a surprise. He's and, he's, and he's done an old one last. What a surprise. <laughs> oh, what a surprise. <laughs> you could have stayed in the game earlier. Uh, so, Jeff, give us... Give Two us a, cheating, definite give, cheating ones. The first one and the fifth one. Give us Definite a, cheating. Give us a final score, Jeff. Final. And then just lots of, like, uh, kicking the ball out second half, <laughs> kicking it in the it's stands. It's multi-ball now. It makes no difference. It doesn't make any difference. Mark Kinsella, why does Paul have to cheat so much when he's so good at the game? It's getting annoying now. It's not, exactly, Mark. It's not cheating. <laughs> uh, it's finished. Paul, 29 Charlie 80. It's eight wins in a row for Paul, and he oh, now leads uh, Charlie 29 13. 29 13. Well, we'll do it all again next week. Do you enjoy that, Charlie? <laughs> Well, look, thank you, I thought, Jeff. I thought no, it's going to be Lloyd. I thought the jokes, the jokes were bad. I thought the jokes were bad. I thought the jokes were bad. I thought Paul cheated. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was an obvious group of yeah. ages and in the order they were in. I thought Jeff was slow on the maths. Yeah. Well, look, <laughs> I think it's a stupid game. Out. I, I enjoyed the game, as Kenny Dalglish used to say. And I agree with Tom Lett. Um, we'll this, uh, this is a bit like Anthony Joshua. It is a bit. It is a bit. That's right. He's taken I love you, my wife. He's taken over the mic. He's going to sing uh, a, a bit of Aerosmith in a minute. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, there we are. That was this afternoon's show. Um, I'll do it all again with Andy tomorrow. Clips of the week and all that. You're back on Saturday with Max. Nine warm-up. till eleven Saturday morning. The game day warm up. I was listening on my way to Tottenham last week. Very entertaining. Oh, thank very thank entertaining you, Paul. Show. The dream. I really enjoyed listening it. to that on the way to a match. Yeah, wow. Does it get any better? Uh, who knows? Who knows? Uh, and then you'll be back with. You know, you're having a week off. I'm having Charlie. a week off Have next week, holiday. Paul. Thank you very much. Yep. Yeah. And uh, anyway, uh, me and Andy back tomorrow. Do hope you can join us on one. If not, podcast available around four. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.